Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective and the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Andrew Puckett. You're listening to the Beyond the DMs podcast hosted by Eric Boston. Hey, what's up, and welcome to Beyond the DMs here on 520 Collective. I am Eric Boston. You can find me on Twitter at EricBoston3. That's at EricBoston in the number three. And Beyond the DMs is the place where we have unscripted conversations. Um, you know, those, those topics that relate to not only our space in CHH, but the body as a whole, conversations that need to happen, um, whether it is for the greater good or sometimes it's just because I think it's going to be a fun conversation and we're going to have it. And so, uh, yeah, here, here we are. Welcome and joining me for this episode. I'm super excited to get this young man here. Uh, he is part of Culture Villains. Um, does, man, you know, just one of the, the bright stars, uh, up and coming in the CHH world and excited to get to talk to him about his journey. Um, and, and some of his new music as well. I'm joined by Cam. What's good, man? Yo, what's going on, man? Appreciate y'all for having me, really. Ah, uh, for sure, for sure, man. Well, you know, whenever um, whenever we got connected through DMs and, and the opportunity presented itself, I had to jump on it, man, because, uh, you know, like I said, you, you're, you're, you, you got that juice right now, man. You, you're, you're high. You got the new single, uh, Look. Uh, why don't you tell people about that, man? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So, a new single is out now entitled Look. I mean, this song, this song really holds a special, special uh, place in my heart. Uh, just because it's like, it's the first of this new batch of music that I do have. And I feel like right now, as far as my creative process is going, I'm really making the music I've always wanted to make. But before, it was like, I was too scared to make, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like before I kind of stayed in my lane, my comfort zone, if you will. But with this this new batch of music, man, I stepped far outside of that. And I think y'all going to really be surprised with, with this new music. But this is the first song we've released from that batch, so it's definitely very special to me. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And you know, um, earlier this year, Travis uh, joined us on the 520 Collective podcast. And, you know, we, we talked about you yeah. and, and Josh and the guys and, you know, he... You know, Travis said, you know, we, we may should be watching for a uh, for an album coming from you. And, and that he even put it out there that even with all of the great projects that have come out in the CHH space in 2020, that uh, you may have the album of the year, man. Like, how do you feel about that? 
I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna co-sign that. I'm gonna co-sign that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nah, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Nah, uh, we've been. I've been working hard, uh, especially over just this last year, like 2019. And I was actually listening to that podcast earlier today too, because uh, I thought about it when I was thinking about our interview. But just over the past year, what we've been kind of working towards, um, and how last year set this year up, really, man. We were working on a lot of new music, just learning about a lot about the music industry as a whole. But for myself, I wanted to just push myself, like I said, just outside of my, uh, just outside of my comfort zone, just kind of pushing myself artistically. And uh, Travis and the guys, man, they weren't accepting anything less than that for this project. Every time I sent a reference, they were like, no, no, this is no, you're better. No. <laughs> so having, having them around definitely pushed me to my, helped me tap into my real potential, I feel like, man. So this project, I'm very proud of it. Uh, it is fully I'll say this It is fully done It's fully mixed Fully mastered So y'all stay tuned man It's coming very very soon That's what's up man That's what's up So you know, you, you talked about how um, How the sound And maybe just The, the things that you're tackling In, in the new music Is, is different You, you yeah. push yourself mm-hmm. Out of that prior lane I mean what, what are some Some factors That have went into that man Like what what is um, Influencing this new music Oh man, so much. That's a loaded question. Unpack <laughs> uh, it. Geez, just I mean, there's so many different. So I mean, life for me going through when I was creating the project. First of all, I was kind of transitioning from this like just graduated college, getting into like real adult life. So you know the dichotomy of that, um, as well as just uh, I'm a music lover at heart. So I've been listening to a lot of lot of different artists. Like I, when you listen to the project, I had a homie of mine who heard it. He was telling me like. When you listen to the project, you can kind of get a hint of who was I was influenced by on each song. So, like, you got different artists from your Andy Minios to your J.I.D.s to your Sabas to all these different artists that I do genuinely enjoy. Um, definitely left an influence on me. But going into it, I really wanted to tackle just issues and things that I'm very passionate about, um, whether it's uh, pushing people to really tap into the, what their full potential really is, not limiting themselves or boxing themselves in um, based on their surroundings or whatever, circumstances, what, you know, what have you, um, or even things in regards to social justice in regards to uh, racial injustice in the country. There's, so there's a lot of different, different topics that are tackled on the project that um, I feel like in certain circles within the church, we've kind of shied away from, if you will. Yeah. And so I just wanted to make a point to, uh, share from my perspective on those things with this project yeah man and, let, and let's talk about that a little bit man because i think anyone that follows you and, and kind of pays attention to what not only yourself but what the whole collective there you know with um culture villains what what you guys you know are passionate about and what you stand for you know i think you, you see that you know those those um things that are at the forefront of society right now the, the social injustice the um the racial division that's you know happening in the yeah. country man like th- those are things that um you know you definitely hold uh close so like let's just talk about that man like like what what has it been like this year because i mean 2020 has just been stupid anyway um but you know <laughs> it, it, i mean it, i mean honestly like it, it's one thing after another i mean it got it, it's been so dumb that murder hornets it's been a year left books, you know man. So I'm gonna have to explain to my kids what 2020 was. Like, you lived through 2020. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? 
exactly, man. Um, but you know, obviously with, um, just the increased, I think, uh, the visual impact that like, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, these different names that we Mm -hmm. see has had on the nation, you know, uh, CHH, you know, is not able to remain separated from that. So, so what has it been like for you, um, both as just a black man in America, but also as, you know, a Christian hip hop artist dealing with these issues? Man, my guy, man, it has been exhausting. It has been exhausting because it hits home for me. Like, like you said, I'm, I'm a 23 year old Christian black male in America. And so each one of these cases, uh, that we see and even the, the ones that, that we don't necessarily, necessarily see in the media, but you know, through social media or whatever means, it hits home. It hits home because I see myself in each one of these individuals, you know what I'm saying? And, for me in the past I felt like I've been able to kind of process things and you know try to use my voice speak out but it's like these past cases starting with uh, Ahmaud Arbery um, and then with George Floyd it was as like these ones just hit me different and I don't I'm still trying to figure out kind of what that meant because because obviously with these cases we've seen an uprising like we've never seen before as far as all these states were protesting yeah and i was gonna say i think monuments, it's, uh, confederate it's monuments a lot of people things coming down yeah yeah and, I, and i've been racking my brain trying to think what about what about these what about this specific time has been different um and i just think man we're tired yeah. we're sick of it we're sick of it and it's at this it's like the cup was already full, if you will, but it's like these these last couple t- last couple cases have really just uh, caused the cup to overflow. And and I know people are people aren't going to stop until there, there's some there's change. And for me, as an artist, also in this space, using my voice, I refuse to like just shut up and make music, man. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I wouldn't be being true to myself if I did that. Uh, so I'm always going to use my platform to speak out against racial injustice and racism and try to educate others uh, actually it's crazy because i had someone hit me up this morning uh, i woke up to this message someone was saying i've learned a lot just from watching your stories about uh racial injustice and things that i've posted and, and that i was like man that's all i'm trying to do so yeah yeah well let, let me ask you this man because you know you are in a different situation than some people uh, because of the fact that you wear that title of Christian as well. And so how, how has it been for you looking, looking and going through, you know, these situations and seeing the way that the church has responded? Like, I mean, have you found any comfort? And that, because I mean, ultimately, as a body, that's what we should have, right? Is we should have that support right. of each other and yeah. be that security, in a sense. Uh, like, what has it been like for you? Because I'm sure it's um, you, you see it differently than than I do, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, nah, man, and uh, it's crazy you said that. Because I was actually talking to my girlfriend about it. Um, she has she has this podcast, My Moment. Shout out, shameless plug. 
go check it out. But uh, she plug, did plug it all you want, man. on Black Lives Matter. <laughs> she did an episode on Black Lives Matter. And one of the quotes from that, uh, she was saying something that perplexes her is how can we serve the same God yet debate about things concerning race and racism and that racial history uh, of the country. And and I've seen responses from the church that have been, I've seen some positive and I've seen some negative that, have, you know, raised the same question in my mind. Uh, my local church here uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, they've made it a point uh, to address the topic of race and racism uh, within our congregation uh, immediately. Like our pastor called uh, like a, it was like an impromptu. We met in like this little warehouse building and he had us come up and share our hearts. He had, you know, the white members of our church come up and share. And he's really been, uh, really been focusing on nipping things in the bud within our local church body so that we can go out and impact our community in the right way. Um, so I've seen that very positive. Uh, definitely, definitely gave me some hope. But then at the same time, I've had people in my DMs that, you know, I went to church camp with and things like that, basically discrediting what I'm trying to tell them is my reality because that's not something that they've experienced, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just been this really weird, exhausting, draining, mental back and forth. So if I could say one thing just to people listening that are struggling just mentally during this time, it is okay to take some some self-care breaks, man, from social media, just kind of unplug. Um, refresh yourself, rejuvenate yourself, take care of yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, I want to come back to that. But first, I wanted to just say, man, like, you know, I know it doesn't make it any better or any easier, but but I I feel like I do want to just say, uh, man, sorry that you had to, you know, deal with, you know, those kinds of conversations in your dm man when when they're really really avoidable you know um so definitely yeah, sorry yeah. about that dude but um you know i know that i appreciate you man oh for sure man for sure well and i know that you know these these racial issues it's real easy to um tie those into uh mental health as well because it, they, they take a toll and mm-hmm. i know that mental health is something that um, you along with many other CHH artists, you know, have really you know championed as well and grabbed a hold of. Man, uh, anything you want to say on that side of the spe- spectrum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, like we were saying earlier, I feel like uh, especially us in culture villains, we we definitely one of the things we kind of pride ourselves on if you will is um stepping into those tough conversations that in certain areas of church culture they they kind of avoid such thing as mental health racial issues things like that um so for me being someone who's been surrounded with a lot of different people who struggle with mental health and watching them kind of battle um i say firstly man you are not alone there are so many people who struggle uh with mental health um, some of your closest friends, my name. So it takes a lot of courage to do so, but I'd recommend, man, at least talking to one person that you trust. At least talking to one person that you trust. Because there's there's release and relief in just talking, man. So um, 
I just encourage you to, to do that and as well as just just know that you you're here for a reason you're breathing for a reason man so yeah no doubt no doubt um you know I, I we kind of talked about how you viewed you know how the church has responded to these issues that are taking place uh, I, I want to maybe narrow it down a little bit more because you know we do you know live in this um this kind of chh bubble if you will uh where mm-hmm. I mean, we, we put a lot of time into it and here, here's my thing with it man is like i feel like yeah i feel i feel like chh is in a unique situation where i mean it's growing but it's still small enough that we can really come together and, and have it and influence have some impact in you know what's going on yeah. around us um how oh, have yeah. and, and i'm always interested to know especially since i'm not an artist you know but i i'm i'm in a i'm part of a platform that's pushing the culture i'm always interested to know what like you as an artist how you are viewing what's going on within chh so how have you kind of seen chh re- react to these issues and mm-hmm. like what have you been like proud of or what would you like to see done better or you know what can i yeah. as an individual in this space do or us as a platform you know i know that's a lot of things mm-hmm. there so i'm just going to shut up and let you uh unpack that a little bit but i'm just <laughs> i'm really interested to get your thoughts because i know once again you see it you know differently than my eyes do for sure man and even as you're asking a question there's so many thoughts just ran through my mind because like over the past just to add context, Nate, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen um, we've seen people in the space and fans of the space respond to our uh, our voices when we speak out against racial injustice. We've seen um, just a cry for the protection of our women and 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 uh, just as a whole. You know, we've, they've been a lot of yeah. Uh, We've been keying in on like, you know, even like when it comes to like rape and things like that and how a lot of women are, are hesitant to even speak up because they don't think anyone's going to believe them or is going to act. So we've been really raising our voices about a lot of these different issues. And it's been like, I feel like the new wave of artists that are coming through are very passionate about these things um, and are very unapologetic with how they go about uh, bringing awareness to these things. But then also it's like I'm looking in the comments under different like artists and people and influencers even in their like comments. And I'm seeing just uh, something like sometimes just this harsh like feedback. And it's like, right. My whole thing is I'm like, man, people are watching. People are watching. And especially anytime that you as a Christ follower step into a space or step into an area and start to say or do anything, people are their eyes are watching. Their eyes are on you. They're watching you. And for me, it just makes me kind of ask myself, like, what rep, what picture are we painting of the Christ that we claim to serve right now with, with uh, some of these comments I've seen from, like, fans and things like that? So I think, for one, I would really just like people in general to be more open-minded uh, when coming into tough conversations. Um, and that goes for, you know, whoever, artists, fans. Um, influencers, you know, whoever, whoever may have you, um, just being open-minded going into these tough conversations because there's always something uh, that there's always something that 
there's always something new that may pop up that you because you're trying to think about a rebuttal or how to respond versus just kind of being open and listening you know right um i think we should welcome welcome this these tough dialogues uh and not shy away from them not try to limit them or anything like that i think we should welcome them especially in this space man because i feel like we as christ followers should be you know taking the lead on these type of issues man so yeah yeah and i agree man because i think you know we have an example set for us and not everyone's got that you know i mean we, we, we're trying to give it to people yeah um but right. but yeah man i mean you know it's okay to get uncomfortable and i think um you know one thing that you mentioned was you know it's okay to ask questions and listen um you know it's not a we're gonna step out and fix this um on our own you know there's a lot of factors uh in play at it but we can definitely do little things and and take you know initial steps to hopefully get us there um so yeah i i'm with you matt i hope that the that the space that chh can you know be be moving towards that be making progress you know um definitely definitely so i appreciate that man yeah man Uh, and i i'd even i'd even add on to it as well man like i think right now the time that we're in we're talking about we talked about how crazy 2020 is i feel like god really is going to use this year for something big as we're at like the halfway point now i'm i'm interested to see how the second half of the year goes but i feel like we just can't be lazy man we gotta if there was ever a time to mobilize when it comes to using you know our platforms our voices resources whatever we can to uh try to bring about change this this is the time man and i mean not i'm not everyone's not called to be a you know mlk type activist you know what i'm saying but everyone has different tools um, at their disposal that can be used to to uh kind of leave their imprint if you will you know yeah well can can i kind of piggyback off of that and maybe throw out something that that i've been kind of feeling on my heart Is, is that okay yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. So to piggyback off that, I mean, like like you said, you know, not all of us can be, you know, the, a leader as far as like you know an activist and, and, and all this. Um, however, we can all definitely play our role, and, and a big part of that is just making sure that we're representing Christ well. And I feel like, um, if nothing else, I think God's putting the body in a position where it's time for us like you say you know, to get real and, and to really really want you know 100 percent certainty know where we stand uh i, I feel like that's the situation we're being come on man to. talk about it yeah man because um you know there's a I, I don't know man i mean i feel like this is going like i'm trying to take this to a conversation that maybe you weren't prepared for but um Man, dude, there's just so, there's so much, um, stuff that's happening. Not even, not even just in CHH, but like in the church, man, where it's like, okay, I want to be comfortable. I want, I want God to work the way I want it to. And I think we're just being brought Ooh. to that point where. Are oh, you getting in some dangerous waters right there? <laughs> oh. Um, Ooh. well, I no, mean. Go ahead, man. 
but but that's but i mean honestly dude that's what's been weighing on my heart dude is like um you know i I think we're just coming to that point where guys like nah man this is this is my thing i can do this without you yeah if you want to be here i want you here so decide (laughs) you know um yeah no seriously so yeah man so we will see man and i'm thankful for you know there's always people that question you know what goes on and, and intentions and motives and, and everything else within Christian mm-hmm. hip hop, right? There, there's always um, doubters, whatever you want to say. We could go on and throw out all kinds of words, but um, all that to say, I'm definitely grateful for guys like you and Culture Villains and the other artists within the space that I know for sure are keeping the main thing the main thing, man, that, man. For sure. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I think we're definitely we're definitely stronger together and like you said man there should be no question about where the church stands on on these type of on these type of issues on racial issues and i think i think a bit of that confusion as far as trying to in regards to people who would look at like christians in the church and be like i don't really know what they are about when it comes to these things i think it's just been due to a lack of that action like we're talking talking about or um action but not like fully not like full force fully committed action so we there's been um this is another conversation i was having recently about this topic of spiritual bypassing where it's like we'll act you know what i'm saying we'll throw up the prayers the verses the you know say we'll go out and do different kind of spiritual type things but we'll sidestep you know saying the the local protest with the local community or we'll sidestep the encouraging people to go vote well you know like the, the we won't go that extra mile that we definitely can go you know what yeah. i'm saying so i think i would definitely encourage folks to to definitely do that as well right 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 and man i want to i want to hit on this because i know one thing that has definitely influenced um you not only as an artist but just as a human being has been um your time at school you know you talked about you know graduating from college but you attended um i mean you might be able to say like the the christian hip-hop or or just the christian music in general like uh i don't know factory or warehouse or whatever you want to call it man like so you went to liberty (laughs) and like dude so many so many artists come out of there man it's crazy um there's been a lot yeah there's been a lot yeah 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 well and so i know for sure that that experience um, has impacted you so i, I want to hear about that because you know obviously liberty you know they, they get headlines man for for one thing or another you know they're, they're in the news so Especially um, recently yeah. yeah yeah so so let's talk about that man like um how how did that experience your, your time spent there impact you as an artist impact this new music um yeah and we'll just start there yeah man like <laughs> it's crazy as you were saying that i was just been thinking like man my life has been full of dichotomies like it's like every every space i walk into it's like i get uh, just like two kind of extremes so like my experience at liberty as a student first i'll say i mean i'll say this as well like going into liberty i had no idea um of what the you know jerry fall jr and the administration kind of what they believed as far as their conservative beliefs and all that like i had no idea about all of that so coming in as a freshman so can i, I ask you what, what got you there <laughs> can i ask what got you there yeah then? yeah man so for sure so my story about how i even got to liberty is 
is a God thing uh, just because um, I really wasn't too sure where I was going to end up because initially I was going to school for uh, engineering. Okay. And at the time, I think back when I first was looking at schools, Liberty didn't even have an engineering program. It was like they had gotten it like maybe during my senior year of high school. But mom was online and an ad popped up for it. She was like, what? They have that? Reached out to them. This was like past. Uh, the deadline for like new students to get old and all that and whoever we got to got to on the phone was the right person and she got me in there and taken care of like that day so it was a god thing i knew for a fact and i still believe for a fact that god there was no mistake of me attending liberty and being there i mean that's where i met <laughs> the culture villains team that's where i met you know all my lifelong friends that's why i met my girl like there was no mistake of me being there but while being there like you were saying uh, my experience as a student dealing with my professors and my peers, like my immediate kind of the immediate people I was in contact with was really good, really good. But then there was always this like, um, I don't know how to explain it. There's always this kind of underlying or overarching kind of weight coming down from particularly the administration um, in regards to their kind of insensitivities towards racial things. Um, and they're, really their action against uh their action against trying to make progress in those areas you know what i'm saying um and there's there's so many examples i can give of that like i'm thinking in specific there was initially there was this uh office it was like the main office over like diversity on campus and trying the office that would push for diversity on campus and trying to uh educate the campus on multicultural things and all of that uh, my first probably two years, they were very active, always throwing events, throwing seminars, panels, all these different things to really um, kind of breed this multicultural awareness on campus, if you will. And that particular office out of nowhere got completely flipped upside down and changed to an office now that really hasn't done anything at all. And it's just like these little subtle kind of actions coming from the administration down have showed um, what their stance on on all these racial issues are. Hmm. Well, so let, let's talk about it a little bit more then, because I think, you know, you're, you're throwing out just enough that you're like, oh, man, I, I need to hear a little bit more on this because, you know, we, we read stuff right in the media and everything. And um you know, even whenever I'm reading stuff, I try to just take it at surface value, right? Because there's always more than what's in a written piece. But whenever you're talking to someone that talking to someone that was there and, and had that experience, man, I, you get deeper insight into it. So, um, you know, what what is it, or or you know, if there's more that you can go into detail about, you know, just like what has, um. Because I know that you're like you're, you're passionate about what's going on at that school, you know, because you invested time in, into it. Um, you know, like yeah. what what uh, I don't know, just just like what what can you tell us about that you saw firsthand that you know has has led you to want to you know speak up about some of it. For sure, man. Uh, I think. For me, just being there and seeing, well, I say this, one of the reasons that I really have felt compelled to uh, speak out and speak up is just because 
like I said, my experience with my peers on campus and even my professors was a complete different experience than I believe a lot of people on the outside are getting from what the what the media is kind of putting out in regards to the actions of Jerry Falwell and the actions of the administration. Um, I know a lot of just really amazing people who, like you said, invested time and their resources and energy into making the college experience really good for, for the students there. So I don't want that to get kind of overshadowed by just these, uh, just these like kind of like just vain just actions of the administration in particular you know yeah and since i say since it really i really started seeing it i say more my towards the end of my sophomore year just some of the comments that you know jerry falwell jr the president would make at some of our gatherings like our big uh like worship gatherings and things um his tweets as you know of late the tweet about the uh the mask has been going around hmm. it's like the culture that the administration and jerry were the culture they were kind of cultivating there it enabled a lot of racial racial uh insensitivity and racist acts on campus uh, just because it's like there was never a clear stance against those things made from the top you know the students yeah. we'd we'd get up we'd kick up we kick we you know kick up a storm even at times would protest on campus i was a part of a protest on campus and it's like when it came to trying to move leadership in a progressive direction they'd always you know kind of just push things under the rug we we try to schedule meetings with uh certain like diversity leaders like when the leadership has switched over from the initial office that was doing a great job of pushing uh diversity on campus when it switched over to what it is now we tried to meet with the uh leader there uh mr dow and even with that like he kind of like refused to basically refused to meet with us because we were trying to pass things out over email to make sure that we were going to be talking about specific points and actually sharing like a dialogue instead of it kind of turned into like a him lecturing us on what they're planning on or trying to do type thing and gotcha. then that meeting never happened because we never got back with it you know so it's like little subtle things like that 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 really hurt though they they hurt just because it was like man i know for a fact that there's so many students and professors and even other faculty on this campus that really do care and really do want to uh act or react to these things as i believe christ would um but they're being stifled just by administration that just doesn't care hmm. wow man one thing i wanted to ask you about that you you hit on there was um you talked about being part of a protest on campus you know i talked to um my guy mitch Durrell, who who took part in a protest a few weeks back and, yeah. and you know just some insight into his experience there uh, man I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit of you know just what you experienced because i'm sure there's some similarity there but also maybe maybe some differences because it's i mean it's just a different environment right so what, what was right. that like yeah so even that protest man that wasn't even like a black lives matter uh 
thing at all what had happened was just for context here basically it was the halloween i want to say um and it must have, i think i want to say it was 2018 october 2018 um this is around where a lot of things were going on in regards to immigration um and ice was yeah just you know in their actions deporting people and just ripping families apart things like that were going on so it was a very sensitive time in regards to those of hispanic descent um and so these two students on campus one of them dressed up basically like an ice officer and one of them dressed up like a mexican man and they posted videos on instagram kind of like making just take just being really insensitive kind of mocking that whole thing right um and once again you know this this was something that was reported uh to the administration to leadership nothing was done about it and so we decided you know this isn't right and we knew for a fact that there were students on campus who had had uh their relatives and things you know deported and taken away from them under those circumstances so we just wanted to really wanted to make a statement um number one just to those students let them know that we stand with them and we support them um and also just to continue to raise awareness about the lack of uh action by the administration so that was where the protest came from so uh, while we were out there there was um the old director of that initial office of diversity she was out there she was with us um just trying to make sure that no one was bothering us and allowing us to do what we had the right to do because we weren't you know it was very peaceful it was um, a lot of good dialogue came with different students who came up to us and were talking to us from it but that experience to me i think the thing that meant the most to me during that time was just seeing a lot of the Hispanic students on campus that came up to us just like, hey, thank you for speaking up. Thank you for just supporting us, like just telling us how much it meant to them. And it, it really kind of engraved the power of using my voice and whatever platform I have at the time um, for those who may feel like they don't have a voice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that experience definitely carried over to now as we're dealing uh, with a lot of racial tension and we're confronted face to face with racism once again um it's definitely i definitely am reminded of that time and just putting into practice the things that we did there as far as organizing and getting everybody on the same page um definitely implementing those things now too that's what's up man well i know that you definitely have a a platform that's able to raise that awareness that's able to you know have an impact uh i guess what i would ask you is how, how did those experiences um at liberty how, how does that kind of bleed over into you know just your um just your voice as an artist now i would say it makes me want to continue to use my my voice um as a tool, uh, as a tool to educate, as a tool to challenge, um, especially like thinking back just to that particular protest I was a part of on campus, realizing how much it meant to, you know, students who felt like no one on the campus had their back and no one on the campus was going to speak up or feeling like they couldn't speak up about issues because no one wanted to hear it. And then seeing a whole group of, it was for, for it was a majority of us who were black that were doing it, seeing a whole another group of people, you know, standing with them uh it made me want to 
really address these certain these topics and issues in my music it made me it made me realize that i know a lot of people sometimes they'll say you know what's the point of protesting or petitioning and these type of things they don't really bring about change but it really it really showed me that you really can shake things up by causing uh a peaceful uh disturbance if you will you know so man it just it just made me more confident in uh my beliefs just as a christian and then it just made me want to continue on on, on that path man yeah man what what are you hoping to see as we finish out this second half of the year? What, what what are you hoping to see from the church, man? Man, I'm hoping to see, I'm hoping to see just a unified body um, of people that are no longer uh, doubting. They're doubting what Christ believes when it comes to racial issues, when it comes to racism. I'm hoping to see um, just kind of like just a wave of of believers stepping into these different spaces that we're seeing, these different fights and fronts against uh, racial injustice across the country. Like, because um, I mean, you just like think about it, man. Like, if you think about just uh, a lot of these like protests and things that we're seeing on tv imagine if you saw like pastors and all these people that you know um are a part of the body of christ just moving and mobilizing with their local communities um with their cities and just think about like the statement that would make to the world about about christ you know what i'm saying uh, like you said earlier i think you mentioned it earlier like we have to be very careful with how we move basically because people are watching and we are painting a certain image of Christ to people who may not know much about him by how we move and react to these things. So I would just love to see um, us all just get on that same page. And I think that starts just with your personal doing a personal check, man. You got to check your own. You got to check your own biases, your own prejudices, things you might have been taught growing up. Um you gotta check those and i even say check them against the word because the word is very clear man so i think we check ourselves first we come together and mobilize after yeah man that's what's up well man i know i know we got pretty heavy here for a little bit so i want to lighten that mood just a, a bit before we wrap up man you know <laughs> let's go back to the music dude so um you know what 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 do we need to be watching out for you know in in the coming days weeks months here um and, and how yeah. can people support what you got going on man man i'm gonna i'm gonna tell y'all like this man y'all better go turn my post notifications on <laughs> like now like <laughs> there's gonna be things and i actually uh just got off the phone with the head honcho himself recently but things are gonna start moving very very fast you do not want to miss anything man um i'm gonna be sending out uh, actually, I say this too, man. If you're trying to get some exclusive stuff, find out some stuff early. You might want to shoot me a text. I'm gonna drop the phone number, so I hope they listen. I'm gonna drop it one time, and one time only. <laughs> it's uh seven five seven two one zero three one eight four. Text me, hit me up. I'm gonna be dropping some exclusive before it gets out uh, publicly there. But 
getting ready to start rolling out a lot more music, uh, more singles leading into the actual full project. Um, so I'm extremely excited about that. Like I said, the project is done. Everything's finished. It's just getting getting that, you know, the artwork and things like that, last second kind of stuff together. But we're going to be rolling real, real soon. Yeah, man, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Uh, where do they follow you, man? Where, where do they need to go? Yeah, so all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow me on TikTok, too, <laughs> even though we might not have that for too much longer. I know if, you, if you've seen the headlines about TikTok, but uh, K-H-A-M, Raps, Cam Raps, on all social media. All right, that's what's up. Make sure you go and follow Cam across social media. Make sure you go and download and stream and all those good things the new single look um man a lot of yeah. cool stuff coming from culture villains we're excited um man we're just excited to get the chance to rock with you guys man we appreciate you so much you've been so supportive of what we have tried to do here with 520 collective and and man we can't sure. we can't say thank you enough man um i appreciate you taking the time out to come on here and you know, just share your heart, man, and, and get a chance to get a glimpse of that, yeah. man, and listen, you know, to the things you have to say, dude. Like, super, super awesome, um, and and grateful for it. Uh, man, maybe we we can get you back on in the future. Project release time, I definitely come back on, chop it up about, <laughs> about the project when y'all get to hear it. But man, we thank, we appreciate y'all for believing in us, and we believe in y'all too, man. So. For sure, for sure, man. Well, go go and follow him, guys. Uh, you know, if there's anything that you heard during this podcast that you want to, you know, keep the conversation rolling with, I'm sure that you know Cam is open to it. I'm definitely open to it. Like I said, go to Twitter, find me at Eric Boston Three. Um, hop in the DMs so we can go beyond the DMs. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, definitely sh- shout out to my guy Cam for stopping by on this episode and thank you for tuning in and listening we will see you guys on the next episode